Well, hello everyone. This is Dr. Eileen and this is Medicine Walk. And for those of you who are listening in on Blog Talk Radio, this is Healing House Radio. So I hope everyone had a good week. And as we move into the next part of our discussion, uh, I had some questions uh, after the last broadcast asking me to go into a little bit more detail about the um, more physical relationships and how empathy affects our romantic relationships in that way. So today we talk about sex and it is really, it's not important. You know, gender is a spectrum as, as we've discovered. And so it really doesn't matter what it is that someone's physical form is because we're going to be dealing with the energetic. We're dealing with that spiritual aspect and how empathy connects us to other people in that very intimate way. So for the premiere episode of, as usual, I will be in the chat room and I will be available to answer questions live. And after the premiere, or if you're listening on Blog Talk Radio and you have any questions or comments, then you can uh, leave a comment and I will address it in the next episode. So, sex. And it is really important, first off, to consider the division of, um, hello, and you know, my co-host Luna is here, to consider sort of separating sex from a physical, physiological experience to an energetic, emotional experience. And it's in that energetic, emotional place where empaths can interact and connect on, on such a tremendously intimate level. Now, this is both an asset and a detriment. And first we're going to talk about kind of the downside because I want, I want to end with the more positive. So we're going to talk about some of the challenges first. First off, um, there are many things that can create um, an intense need between people and also an intense need of the, the experience, a sexual experience. And that is a very complicated and very complex um, type of situation to be in and, and a topic to look at. We're going to look at one aspect, one possible explanation. And that is that the person is an empath. And especially if they're really not aware that they're an empath, it just means that there is that desire to have a physical, emotional connection. I mean, sex is one of the most intimate things that we can experience, you know, between people. And it connects us not just on a physical level, but it connects us also on an emotional level and a spiritual level and an energetic level. So when you are someone who feels very deeply what other people are feeling as if it's your own feeling, often that, um, you know, that feeling of passion, if someone is passionate about us and intensely passionate about us, even if it's just in that moment of the act, we feel that as if it's that passion for ourselves. We feel the intensity and the depth and, you know, just the, the, you know, overwhelming sensation of desire and desire. Part of the problem is, is that desire can become addictive and 
if you aren't quite clear on why it, that feeling is so important to you, then it can create situations where you will seek it out wherever and whenever you can find it. And you're looking for that, not physical intimacy, but energetic intimacy. Um, it is so unbelievably, you know, personal when that moment hits and you are entwined with someone, not just in body, but in your very essence, in your very spirit, in your, you know, all of your energetic self, you know, there is that place where you actually become one being. And the problem with this, and, and most people say it's like, well, you know, there would seem to be no downside. The problem is that even if someone feels that intimacy in that moment and the empath is feeling that, when that moment ends, you know, and afterwards, and if someone, you know, the, the empath may want to kind of stretch out and, and, you know, just stay in that space. And the person they're with may not feel that way. They may, you know, take it a lot more casually. And in those cases, an empath can be very hurt by that because suddenly it's almost like you get this wonderful, amazing moment and then it's just yanked away from you. And there's, it's sort of like walking off a cliff where suddenly it's like, wait a minute, it was there and now it's not. And especially if, you know, in the case of, you know, shall we say someone who would take it more casually and it's like, okay, well, we're done. It's been real. Bye. And, you know, and for some people, you know, right after an intimate moment, there's a desire to separate and they're, you know, they just want to go and do their thing and not become emotionally attached. And so when you feel those emotions, when you resonate with that, and then to have that feeling of rejection or abandonment, or, you know, maybe they don't call you right away, or maybe, you know, you try to call them or text them and they don't answer the, the, the detachment can be very, very hard on an empath who has already become very invested. They want to have that feeling again. And it may be that that person is not inclined to feel that way. So it can be really, really hard. And it takes a lot of understanding to be able to have that moment and then be able to walk away from it, to embrace that and then let go. And if you're not specifically trained or, or if your empathy is not conscious, that can make that much more difficult. When your empathy is conscious, you can, you know, engage in it to whatever degree you wish to engage in it, but not take it to the point where then it becomes, you know, something that you're grasping for and trying to hold on to. You know, that can lead to obsessive relationships. It can lead to, you know trying to pursue someone who really isn't that into you or maybe who chooses to just keep it casual. Um, often in cases where someone is like, you know, maybe a workmate and, you know, there's, there's a lot of, you know, that type of thing that can happen and, you know, or maybe it's someone you're on a team with, or, or maybe it's, you know, just someone who you have a casual relationship with and, you know, you start feeling something more when it starts crossing that emotional place and we 
can take that feeling or that feel that sexual feeling can be very easily twisted into, well, this could be something that's more involved and more emotional. Well, then the empath starts to build that up and will grab on to any little bit of, of energy that supports that. And so it can lead to some very awkward situations and some very difficult situations. And in the case where an empath just wants that feeling so much that they will act in risky behavior in order to be able to acquire it. And as I said, this is not gender specific and it is not, it's not a fault. It's not about shame. You know, it's not about anything like that. You know, sex is tremendously healthy and under the right circumstances where it's two people who really do, you know, have the maturity and the emotional attachment to be able to navigate it well, you know, it's amazing. It's just a matter of making sure that there's that communication, that there is not, you know, that sense of being overwhelmed. There is not that sense of just kind of getting lost in it. And then, you know, the, the experience afterwards can become very hard because it's suddenly, oh, okay, well, you know, we're done. And so when you're empathic, sex is, you know, just something that you want to be able to find balance with as well. And the best way to do this is to, um, I mean, there's, there's a lot that can be said for being impulsive and you always want to be safe. Intimacy you know, it's one of those things that can lead you into a really good situation or a really difficult situation. Do not allow your empathy, you know, it is a tool to be used when it is correct, the correct time to utilize it. It's important not to allow your empathic pull to, you know, because at that person, you know, that person wants you. And then, you know, they're in that mindset of wanting intimacy and an empath can get pulled into that. Oh, well, they want it. Therefore, I want it. And one of the best ways that I know of in order to be able to, you know, kind of take it out of that place of reflex and turning it into a place of choice um, is to, you know, just kind of slide into the, the logical brain. You know, if this is someone who you really don't know that well, if this is someone who, um, you know, either that or, you know, maybe they are involved with someone else, you know, start looking at some of the ways it's like, okay, what could be the worst case scenario here? Is this person truly feeling this? And if so, will they feel that way about me tomorrow? And in some cases it does mean, you know, maybe just, you know, saying goodnight and going home and give it time. Empath, it's very important for an empath to give a physical relationship time rather than just get sucked into it because that is what your empathy is driving you to do. It's driving you to connect. It's driving you to create that one, that, that moment of intense joy and intense pleasure and the empathy isn't considering what's going to come afterwards. Empathy always figures, oh, well, the best thing to do is feel. So it's important 
to take responsibility for that. Do not allow your empathy. It is something for you to utilize, but you keep your choice. Don't let yourself get swept away. Um, make sure that you've got a buddy there, you know, and especially, um, I, I feel that I really need to mention things like alcohol, anything that alters your ability to have clarity, anything that alters your state of mind to the point where reaction kicks in and choice is, you know, starts to fade into the background. Sometimes empathy can be numbed by alcohol. And that's why some empaths, you know, will indulge in it or, you know, indulge in other things because what it does is it will limit and numb down. You cannot feel. And sometimes they just want to not feel. That's not the case for all empaths. In some cases, with some empaths, it actually intensifies empathy. It intensifies. And what it does is it kind of brings up that sort of more primal uh, reaction. So, you know, for some empathy is highly enhanced by alcohol. So that means that it's that much more important to make sure that you have clarity in what your choices are, that, yeah, if alcohol has that effect on you, you need to dial it back. You know, that's when, you know, get yourself a Coca-Cola and, you know, go with it from there. So just make sure that you're being safe. Make sure that you are choosing and not having your empathy choose for you. It is something you utilize. It is an ability. It should not be the one in charge. So those are some of the, the challenges, the bonus parts. And it is an, an, a very wonderful thing you know, under, as I said, under the circumstances of, you know, mutual agreement, of mutual respect, of mutual affection. And, you know, if, does it mean that an empath can't have casual sex? No, it's just, that means that you have to turn down the emotional attachment and realize that it is what you're perceiving. It is not what the reality is. If you can be able to hold it in that way and enjoy the empathy for that experience, but then realize afterwards, okay, time to diet, pull it back and release attachment. If that's the agreement, then enjoy. When empaths, especially two empaths, um, have that level of intimacy, it is, it, it just goes beyond you know, a normal sexual experience far beyond because what it becomes, it becomes, as I said, a union, not just of the body and not just of the mind, but of the spirit and the energy. There is a oneness that occurs and there is an, and you know, an a physical experience that is far more intense than just an experience of, of two bodies commingling. So when you are able to, and one of the things that you can do is that, you know, if you and your partner have, you know, that thought that you want to bring empathy into it, then it becomes a matter of, you know, just aligning your energy. And this can be done very easily 
uh, once you practice, practice connecting and resonating with different frequencies. You can practice, um, you know, as I said, the I always start off my students resonating with stones because not only do they learn to resonate, they learn to resonate and to find stillness. So as you practice resonating with things, put your hand on a tree and just relax and, and release your attachment to it being anything in particular and just be. You can do that with plants. You can do it with animals. You can do it with stones. You can do it with anything. And you can especially do it with people. Because when you've learned how to reach out, how to lower the barriers that separate us, then what happens is the energy flows and it joins. And it is a beautiful, amazing thing. And the most important thing is that there's that part of it that is that thought process. It's, you know, and as I mentioned in the last video that, you know, you can look up, there's a lot of ways that energy work and, and sex are matched up and you can actually build energy that you can use in other ways. Um, there's a sense of sacred sexuality where you can actually take the sexual act, the energy that builds up from it, and you can put an intention behind it. You can be able to, you know, build that up and release it in a way that, you know, let's say you want to um, help with, you know, the environment or the earth or, you know, and, and those are very advanced types of levels where you will actually remain conscious during part of it so you can actually use that energy in an intentional way which you know kind of takes some of the the romance out of it but you know if you want to utilize it as using sexual energy empaths are very very good at that because you can match the other person's energy and then it automatically starts to you know exponentially increase it and if it's just for the fun of it and the joy of it and the intimacy of it you can still go into that place of matching and, you know, and often it involves, you know, touching, caressing and allow yourself to be able to merge energetically with that person. And it takes practice. And, um, this is something that is very difficult to do in a casual situation, unless it's something that the other, if the other person is very familiar with that type of work, um, yes, but otherwise, Normally, it takes a lot of time in a relationship because one of the key things is trust. Um, being able to trust that person with basically your spirit, to trust that person to become a part of your energy. And that is important because in that moment, there there's nothing blocking. In that moment, there is just openness and you want to be sure who you're being that open with, who you are sharing that much of your own spirit with. So make sure that you know, you're very clear on, on the people that you're being with because otherwise it's just chasing a sensation and ultimately it's not going to be satisfying and ultimately it will lead to feelings of, you know, if if somebody has like, you know, either 
maybe they were involved with someone else and then they feel guilt or shame afterwards, that will transmit. And suddenly the empath is feeling guilt and shame. So if you're with somebody, you know, and who is your friend? I have, yeah, it, it just really is so important that, or at least to me, that in that moment of intimacy, this is your friend. This is someone who you trust. This is someone who you are safe with. This is someone who is as passionate about you after sex as they were before it. This is someone who is as proud to stand by you as to lie by you. So how they feel about you, how they react to you is going to be transmitted through that union. So make sure this is someone who you trust with that level of, of spiritual intimacy, of energetic intimacy. And, you know, just be safe. This is not something to really experiment with because, you know, another one of the kind of cautionary statements is that, you know, for you to become that open, if this is someone who is a conscious empath and transmits, they can utilize that when you, you know, to be able to access aspects of your spirit and your personal choice and your autonomy and you want to trust that they're okay, that it's okay for them to have that. There are no boundaries in that moment. There are no, there's no way to, you know, really block when you really give yourself to that moment. It's very difficult to block it down. So you want to make sure that this is someone who you will literally trust your soul with. If you're going to, you know, release the boundaries to that level to reach that intense level of oneness. Frankly, I believe there should be love involved. That there should be respect involved. That this is someone who you are truly safe with. And, you know, for couples, I think that this is an excellent way to incorporate, you know, creative play into your sexual practices and, you know, your sexual activities. Because it is fun to, you know, sort of deepen that connection. And that connection remains deep. It remains a part of you. So for a couple, it only leads to greater and more satisfying intimacy between the two of you. More honesty between you. More enjoyment between you. So, you know, enjoy that and incorporate that in. And, you know, don't be afraid to talk openly with that person just to make sure that, you know, you can be able to be as comfortable and, and warm and loving afterwards as you were before and during. So go out and enjoy yourself. Um, enjoy yourself safely. Be appreciated. Be loved. Not just on a physical level, but on a mental and spiritual and energetic level. And if you do have any questions about this, or if, if you have something maybe more personal that you would like to discuss with me, um, you know, a, a matter that maybe uh, you would rather have a little bit more privacy in, then you can contact me through my Twitter page and uh, you can leave a message for me. And 
you know, I'll be happy to explain things um, in for specific questions. So you let the kids back in the room. <laughs> and uh, thank you for joining me. And uh, we'll be discussing other aspects of empathy next week. Uh, as I said, if you have any questions or comments, then you can leave them in the comment section. Or uh, you can um, reach me through my Facebook page, uh, Medicine Walk with Dr. Eileen, or my Twitter page. And if you appreciated this, or if it kind of intrigues you, or if you think it's kind of cool, please press like. And if you really think that, you know, this is a work that, you know, you really resonate with, uh, consider subscribing to the channel. I'm working on growing it and um, I would like to reach my first 100 subscribers because then I can get a custom URL. And if you really, really like what we're talking about and you look at some of the other videos and say, hey, this is pretty cool, uh, please consider uh, sponsoring me on Patreon. The link is in the description and that will help me to improve things and get better equipment and, you know, really kick this up to a higher level, which is what my goal is. And I hope that it's helpful for you. If it's helpful for you or maybe you think someone might benefit from it, you know, consider sharing the video as well. So that'll be it for now. And as always. I wish you balance and I wish you blessings from my heart to yours. Love you and take care.